Today is Wednesday, November 8th, 2023, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Oh, I can't anymore. I just can't. I can't. I can't do it. Ah, there's no new people to talk to. When you get a bunch of Christians and we don't disagree enough, then we just have nothing to talk about. It's like, how you doing? How you doing? Yeah, I woke up. I took the dog out this morning. Great. I went to the diner. I had some I had some eggs and some coffee. Great. Uh, like, where are the God-hating atheists that want to have civil discussions? I know it's a pretty small crowd, but hey, you know, we'll take the ones that don't want to be civil. I don't care. I just need someone to talk to. Anyway, if I hadn't just, like, alienated everyone from listening to this, we actually do uh, catch up with an old friend, Aaron, haven't seen in a while. We talk about the political situation in Brazil and all the people being murdered there, I guess. Um, Carlton Pearson Heresy. I guess he was a pretty big uh, guy in the... I forgot what it was. You'll have to listen. But in, like, uh, African-American circles of, like, bishops and... Uh, was it Church of God? or Whatever his denomination was. Then he went off the rails and started preaching heresy, got excommunicated. Now he's unrepentant on his deathbed. And uh, people want to know if he should be celebrated. Uh, we talk about that. Then we talk about the transgender uh, person, the trans man manifesto from, was it Nashville, where they shot up the Christian school and their manifesto comes out and everyone's freaking out, censoring it, hiding it, pulling it down off Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, because the first three pages were leaked and it basically says they they hate white people and they hate Christians and had to kill them all. But that doesn't fit the narrative because, you know, the biggest threat on planet Earth is white supremacy. So we can't have a bunch of white Christians being victims. That doesn't sound right. Um, anyway, so everyone's lighting their hair on fire over that. Then Ohio, not to be outdone, is like, hold my beer or Buckeyes, right? Or whatever, peanuts. Uh, they go ahead and pass their godless bill about, which I just find out. I haven't looked into this, so, you know, vet this, verify it. But the people who live in Ohio uh, joined us and tell us how it's not just that uh, the state guarantees the right of abortion, the right to murder your unborn child with little to, like, no restraints. Um, also, apparently trans people can have procedures done without parental consent or even notification. Uh, not to be outdone, apparently sex with minors is also cool now. Um, we don't know the details, they admit that, so I, we don't know if it's like five years, ten years, like we don't know what the limits or restraints, if any, of that are, but it's not good. So um, there you go, that's what we got to talk about today. Um, if anyone has, oh, then there's some Bible stuff in there somewhere about why is uh, Matthew 17, 21 omitted in some uh, versions of the Bible? Um, well, because it's not part of the original, like, you know, text, uh, whatever it was, like Codex Sinaiticus or whatever, but they tell on themselves, right? So even the ones where it is omitted and it goes from verse 20 to 22, which I find a little weird, but I guess they, they did want to make room or... or there's a footnote, is the point. So the footnote says, hey, this is included in some, but not all, and here's what it says. So even though it doesn't officially include it, it still um, says, hey, some manuscripts don't include this, some do. By the way, here's what it says. And it tells you what it says. So, um, you know, it's officially not included, but it is right there and it is included in the footnotes. Anyway, things like that. So enjoy this, share these links, check out the um, Ask a Christian book on Amazon, which during this time in our wilderness, let's hope it's not 40, 40 years, um, our exile, um, maybe it's time to read the book.
Maybe it's time to, you know, catch up on a little bit of your own apologetics. Like, read the Ask a Christian book, learn to have civil conversations with people who aren't always so civil with you, learn how to diffuse, de-escalate situations so you can tell them about Jesus. No matter what asinine, absurd, ridiculous questions they ask, uh, answer it with gentleness and respect, and find a way to bring it back to the gospel, which is what they actually need to hear. So, hey, maybe it's fortuitous that Clubhouse torpedoed their app and good discussions can't be found um, with new people. Um, you know, the people we discuss with are great, but like, you know, like we talk about, we, we disagree so little that it's just like, oh yeah, want to talk about the Trinity? Sure. Everyone believes the Trinity? Oh, okay. Want to talk about something else? Oh, everyone agrees on that? Okay, well, <laughs> uh, sometimes some discourse is good. Uh, you can also check out the Ask a Christian store, grab a t-shirt, coffee cup, um, and support this podcast while we figure out in our exile what the heck we're going to do with it. Uh, gosh, maybe I'll just do it myself on, on YouTube or something. I, I don't know. Um, anyway, if you have suggestions, send them over here. Take care. Have an awesome Wednesday. Uh, it's only middle of the week and my kids are on holiday from school. Uh, prayers for me. Later. News. I'm just like talking to people and my family and friends and all these things are happening. I'm like, Okay, well, you know, it's just violence is pretty rampant right now. But I think it's because, you know, one, like in the month of September, one of the biggest factions of um, Brazil, there's two big factions in Brazil, and the the largest one was basically the owner of crime here. And the other one came, decided in September, like one month before the war started in Israel, um, they decided to come here and take over my entire state of Bahia. And so there's like a, you know, faction war happening in the city, in the whole state. And the police got involved. Some of their heads got shut off. And anyways, yeah, um, that's what's happening here in Brazil. Oh, goodness. Like, it's crazy, right? Like, I, I mean, and this happened last time on Google Plus, too, like 10 years ago. This is like history repeating. Um, it's like all the religious stuff was kind of quiet, so there was nothing to talk about. And like all the political stuff was going haywire. And, you know, some people got really into it. Other people got really pushed away from it. And it's like that's happening now, right? It's like, you know, there's no like I'm trying to scour like religious stuff. And, you know, it's just like, you know, who's a heretic this week type articles. Um, but in like politics, it's like, you know, like here in Nashville, there's like the trans man. So, you know, woman who shot up the school in Nashville um, several months ago, they were keeping the manifesto hidden. And now that's just been leaked. So now that's exposed. So that's like a big brouhaha, like showing how, you know, they hated white people and Christian people, even though they were white and, um, you know, blamed God and hated God and wanted to kill as many like white Christians as they could in their manifesto. And now you realize like it was suppressed because that doesn't fit the narrative. Um, that people are trying to push and wouldn't that like, be a hate oh. crime you would think but not for them i guess uh anyways but so i mean that's that's our politics here and then you know more like trump saga and trump drama and testifying and all all that stuff and it's just like goodness this is supposed to be like a religious podcast primarily like you know i, I like politics how it intersects with religion which i guess is happening more and more but it, it's really difficult to find stuff i'm like and then find new people to talk about. So I, I don't know. Is there anything in the religious world going in on with two miles. Oh, you got a mute, Apostle. That is so loud.
Um, Aaron, is there anything going on with you, Sorry. religiously speaking, or just uh, you know, want to talk more about heads getting shot off? Oh, I have a religious uh, thing, but go ahead, Aaron. Oh, go, no, you go first. Go first. Hang on, you go, Aaron. I haven't talked to you in months. I talk to Marquise every day. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, you mean like what God has been doing in our lives? Anything you want. Okay. Well. All right. So Monday. Um. We went to, we went, there's a little, there's a small local church where near where we live and my head stopped spinning finally because I had labyrinthitis over the last uh, month, basically. And my head finally stopped spinning. So I was like, I'm going to go to church. And it's like, a lot of people have been being robbed where I live, you know, where I moved to. Um, and so I told my husband, I said, I'm not going to take my um, cell phone, but if somebody robs us, because this is happening all the time here, um, we need to give them money so they don't like shoot us or get mad at us. So I'm just going to take uh, the keys to the house and the Bible and the money for the thief. And he's like, okay. And so I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to write a letter and evangelize a thief. So, you know. So I wrote a letter to the thief evangelizing him in case, you know, somebody put a gun to our head. I would just give them over money because when I would say I have no cell phone, they'd get mad and give them money and, and you know, see if they would read um, my evangelistic letter. And so I wrote that. And my husband was like, well, I'm going to pray that nobody uh, robs us. And I'm like, OK, but this is my plan B. And he prayed that nobody would rob us. And we went to church and he preached. It was a wonderful sermon. It was about the waters of Mara, M-A-R-A-H, uh, Exodus 15, I believe, verse 20. But then he went all throughout the entire Bible. It was fantastic, actually. I love that sermon. Talking about how God uh, takes us to, oh, God had warned uh, everybody, all the people uh, he had just taken them out of Egypt, and they, he said, after three days, you know, I'm going to, I think I'm going to prove you, or I'm going to test you, or something like that. I'm going to, oh, you're going to sacrifice to me. So that was what he said. And then people forgot about that. So when they got to Merah, uh, they drank, and it was bitter water. And the sermon is so beautiful. It's just really deep. That's where it started, right? But it's a really deep sermon. It's all in Portuguese, so y'all can't, won't be able to hear it. But uh, I, I actually want to translate this sermon to English because it's so deep. Like the typology, the depth, the the, the beauty of the depth in scripture, or even in gene, genealogies. Um, like there was something in a gene genealogy that was said that I didn't know. And I was like, Oh wow. That's why that guy, you know, was mad at this guy. It was really good. So yeah. And we got home and nobody put a gun to our heads. So praise the Lord. And, um, for that. And well, that's good. Amen. Yeah. Well, glad he, you had a good service. Glad you didn't get robbed. Uh, all right, Marquise. Uh, that's the one to beat. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I'm not beating that. That's glorious. Um, and I just want to take a moment and appreciate the fact that 
um, Aaron and to your, your great husband, the both of you, um, that I want to appreciate how much for granted we take that we have the opportunity to go to a church anywhere, most places in the United States and not have to deal with the threat of what may or may not happen on our way to church or on our way home. Sure. I mean, people get into fender benders and car accidents. And sure. There's been a couple of times where people have gone into churches in the U S and shot the churches up. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, those are, those occurrences are so rare, so few and far between, especially given the, the, um, length and breadth of the continental U S right. Um, that I could safely say that for the most part, when people are going to church, they're not thinking about, I could lose my life on the way. Um, and they decide whether or not to go for trivial and minuscule reasons. Um, so I, I just wanted to take a moment to appreciate that you and your husband have to make those kinds of choices, but yet you press on. And that is a powerful statement of encouragement. I don't know that just that resonated with me um, to be more grateful and appreciative about even the things that are new on new uh, nuisances, you know, in the United States church context, the things that we talk about that, you know, makes Chris R's blood boil or gets under me and Nate's skin or the things that we seek to avoid. Maybe Nate, maybe it doesn't get under Nate's skin. Maybe he just actively avoids it because it's like, I don't want to be a part of that. Milk. But, um, you know, just reminding us that just not very far away from us in our Western comforts, there are people who are risking their lives to hear the word of God, to read the word of God to proclaim the word of God. And that is, that is always humbling. So there's that. Um, no, no top in that name, but I do have, um, secondarily <clears throat> a bit of, I won't say it's church polity. It's not really political, but how much do you know of Carlton Pearson? Nate? Absolutely zero. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> okay. So Carlton Pearson, Pearson is a very prominent, uh, was a very prominent African-American uh, preacher in the 80s and 90s, uh, late 80s and 90s, up to the early 2000s, where he was, catch this, excommunicated from uh, by a joint college of bishops that were prominent in the African-American Pentecostal church, right? Uh, so straight up, like, modern day excommunication, and not by the Catholic church, uh, but by... Uh, prominent leaders in the African-American uh, demographic of, of the Pentecostal church. And so it was people that were a part of his uh, sort of... Uh, what for? What did he do? What for? For heresy. Uh, he was deemed a heretic. Um, and... What did he actually do? What did he actually do? He was deemed like, a heretic because he began to preach in essence universalism. Um, and oh, okay. that was the that was the start. He started with universalism and some brand of apocatastasis, uh, which is that everybody will be reconciled to God. For those who don't know, even the demons and Satan will eventually, you know, experience some measure of salvation. And everybody. Okay, gets so to go to heaven. so rightly excommunicated. Okay, so okay. yeah, so rightly excommunicated. That and so now what? <laughs> so okay. now what? Now what? Um, so he was sort of lost a lot of things. He had a mega church and all those different things in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He lost a lot of those things, great falling away in his ministry. Um, but he continued to sort of push that. And that was just the beginning. He continued 
continue to push sort of new age idea, esotericism, and those kinds of things. And of course, as the church became less and less orthodox, generally, um, I, w- I shouldn't say the church, as Christian-esque uh, uh, congregations became more and more progressive, he found more and more sympathy. Um, well, now he's, um, for all intents and purposes, on his deathbed and on um, uh, with cancer. And now people are, I, I guess because of his unfortunate uh, turn in health, people are, you know, that would have been academic if there. It's, there's like a controversy in the, I guess, the African-American population. And, and not just that, uh, because he was also prominent in a lot of Caucasian circles, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but in like the TBN network and, and, and so that demographic of evangelicalism, um, there's a lot of controversy as to how people should respond to his being near death and passing. And by that, it's like, well, should we celebrate the things that he did do? What, what, what does church history say about it? There's been a lot of conversations about should we celebrate him? Should we still refer to him as bishop considering he's, you know, deemed a heretic, he was excommunicated, and instead of repenting or being reconciled or any of those things, humbling himself, he has gone even further down the rabbit hole of craziness and false doctrine to reject the deity of Christ, to say, uh, to, to, to sort of push Christ consciousness and expanded consciousness and sort of pantheistic ideas, um, and a lot of those other different things that he's published books on him and all of that. So it's like, well, is there anything to celebrate? And so then people who are saying that are now being condemned because, hey, well, where's your love of Christ? Where's your humanity? He's still a human being. And it's like, so, so that's been the, the controversy. For people who have fallen away, if they die or if they get sick, is it okay to celebrate them? And I'm not talking about their family and friends who are celebrating their life. I mean, celebrating their quote unquote, the quote unquote positives of their legacy. Or should we just sort of remain silent because they're still in heresy? Even on his deathbed, he's saying, I'm, you won't see me like this in this state anymore. You're going to see me in a different iteration of the universe on his deathbed. So, yeah, well, no, I mean, that's, no, and the people that's like, "Where's your love of Christ?" That's that's completely a wrong category. That has nothing to do. Like, you can love someone all you want with the love of Christ and celebrate or not celebrate. That has nothing to do with it. So it's like, no, the guy shouldn't be celebrated. Like any good he's done, I mean, you know, I only know what you said, but it sounds like he's worked very hard to undo anything that we think would be in like remotely orthodoxy or any of the good stuff in the beginning. So you know, if someone heard a gospel thirty years ago from him and got saved and, you know, never heard about this this crazy stuff he's preaching about. Um, I guess good job, but it's not celebrating him. I mean, God did it anyway. It's only God that's, you know, God that anyone has saved anyway. So it's not like he saved someone. He didn't die on the cross for anyone. He just did the same thing that you or me or anyone else is called to do, which is share the gospel. So no, I don't think, I don't think I would be celebrating that guy. But, you know, even like, even someone that was a really good person that most people would celebrate. I wouldn't say I'd celebrate. I'd be like, well, yeah, they were a good person. You know, they shared the gospel with a lot of people. Good job. They had a life well lived. Congratulations. But I mean, I'm not going to like jump up and down and like, you know, shoot streamers. So, I mean, maybe I'm just not a very uh, celebratory type of person. Uh, yeah, I have a question about the celebration. 
what in the world like who's wanting to celebrate this man and like who in the, in the church yes <clears throat> so christians are like putting a post up oh i remember the first time i saw carlton pearson and he had such a phenomenal voice and he was so anointed and and he had such a grace and he was so charismatic and he made you know the African or African-American expressions of church more mainstream and acceptable or palatable to the Caucasian community who originally just like wrote black wait, church wait, wait, wait. as, no, wait you know, a second, these people wait a are crazy. Let me understand. People yeah. mm-hmm. that are Christian in the church want to celebrate his life online after, did he die? No, he's not dead yet. He's, he's still, um, I guess declining in health, but enough he's he's active and conscious and lucid enough to continue to preach heresy. Oh, so somebody should just go evangelize him. Like Well, that's what people have been doing for like celib- the last twenty years. All your, like all your celebration yeah. is not gonna get his soul in the sense into heaven. So he needs to understand the gospel. He needs to repent and he needs to put his faith in Jesus because if you're sitting here going, Oh, you know, the guy's still alive. There's still time. As long as somebody's still breathing, there's still time for them to repent and believe, you know, as the thief on the cross. So and that's the indictment Aaron. for him to be saved. There should be a prayer chain for his salvation. That's what should be do be doing. Right. Yeah, no, right, exactly. And what I would say is that's the indictment or the pushback. Ironically, that ends up being the indictment for, you know, there's been like also theologians and apologists who have gotten online and going, hey, guys, y'all are celebrating. You shouldn't be celebrating this guy because of whatever. And they would give church history examples like Arius, who once preached the truth. And then he started saying, oh, there's once a point where Christ didn't exist or Jesus didn't exist or the second person of the Trinity didn't exist. He was created. It's like they don't have celebrations for this guy because he died in that heresy. And that is ultimately rejecting Christ as God. So we pray for him. We excommunicated him. And and we sort of pushed, you know, that perspective. But then the pushback was, well, you guys are having conversations about how he was wrong and, and all of that and telling people how his his teaching was false. Why aren't you praying for him? And then our response is, well, people have been trying to talk to this guy you know, from all manner of walks of life. I've been trying to talk to this guy for the last 20 years more, you know, uh, that's how the joint college of bishops sort of did it. They first went to him, people like his mentors, like Oral Roberts. I don't know if you guys recognize that name. Oh, but, I do know that name. Yeah. Now, what's so, this guy, Car- Carlton, Carlson, what, what's this, his name? Carlton, C-A-R-L-T-O-N, Carlton Pearson, like P-A-R-P-E-A-R-S-O-N, Carlton Pearson. Um, there was a Netflix video uh, movie that came up about basically you, when he left. There's a, a Netflix sort of movie that came out as a representation of that called Come Sunday. Um, if you want to get, you know, a, a deeper understanding of that transition from one thing to the other. And honestly, I say transition loosely because if you really go back and look at even some of the things that he was doing, he was committing a lot of exegetical fallacies giving some very liberal interpretations of scripture that were not founded in context, but really just more experiential word of faith, name it, claim it sort of type things. Um, but 
you know, that was like an extreme expression where even like the word of faith people were like, whoa, buddy, that's a big, yeah, I I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't think we should celebrate the guy. And I agree with Aaron, maybe do a prayer chain or, you know, keep the guy in your prayers uh, while he's still breathing. There's still time, but, uh, Steph, good morning. Good morning. Yes. Hello. (laughs) Steph, I sent you some um, messages in telegram. Thank you for telling me because I have my notifications for Telegram off, so I never know. Yeah, that's why I'm telling you. I'll check. Thank you. So, hey, Sean, what's up, Sean? How? Oh, uh, let's see. Wait, uh, first Sean. I I forgot about first Sean. (laughs) Not you. Other Sean. Did other Sean have anything to say? What's up, y'all? Hey, what's uh, up? I actually wanted. I hate to see uh, maybe talk politics and whatnot, but uh, there's a couple like um, kind of. Uh, you're chopping out really bad. Get near your modem if you can get close to your modem. I'm actually driving. Oh yeah. All right, give it one more shot. Go ahead, Other Sean. Go ahead. Okay, Other Sean. What's up, Other Sean? He's also driving. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yep. Clearly. Yep. Uh, all Where right. Are you? Uh, as far as Carlton Pearson is concerned, at first uh, he was he was licensed or ordained a minister in the Church of God Christ, uh, and I don't celebrate him. Uh, yes, he did make it more palatable uh, for the other, for the Caucasian Christians to receive African American uh, ministers and worship, styles of worship. But when he says, he said, and this was the first thing he taught, there is no hell. That got him kicked out of the Church of God in Christ. Now, there was a. Um, there was an interview that he did years ago. Uh, well, he said well, he was saying that there is no hell. He said, "I'm sorry." Oh, I think it was something from Sean. Other Sean, yeah, you're on. You, oh, he's muted. Other Sean, you got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. And you, Sean, hurry and talk because every time you stop talking, we hear all your feedback coming through. Okay. Well, basically, uh, basically, the bottom line is he taught there was no hell, and he came on uh, many radio talk shows. uh, One in Detroit, where I'm from, and I listened to the interview with uh, the great Mildred Gaddis, and she said she was the first to say, "How heretical! How heretical to say that." There is no hell when Jesus talked about it so so many times. Um, and when it comes down to politics, I try to keep politics out of it, uh, out of my, my gospel messages, gospel preaching, uh, unless unless somebody wants to say, you can't be Christian if you're that, or you can't be Christian if you're this. That is, the, that is a major problem. And...
Back to you, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I really love that, uh, that Apostle Strong said that he keeps politics out. I think politics is, I don't want to mix that up to me, you know, to Caesar, that what is of Caesar to God, what is of God. And I'm definitely not going to um, close, you know, people are so divided nowadays over politics. I'm not going to close the hearts of anyone towards listening to the message of the gospel because of politics, you know? And what would politics you say? Just like, a bunch of, yeah. well, what? Like, what, what would you say about, because everything like, you know, everything gets under the umbrella of politics, but I, I assume you mean like, you know, um, you know, like conservative, people. like, I don't like, trust, yeah. I don't trust politicians in general. Let me just, yeah, I was going to say other, like, allegedly, like, allegedly. Uh, uh, other, yeah, I was going to say other issues you would say are political. Like, you know, everyone thinks of like, you know, Biden and Trump and conservative liberal stuff like that, like election politics. But I mean, you know, also under the umbrella of politics would be things like, um, you know, that I think should be talked about, um, and addressed in the pulpit. Like, um, uh, I don't know, like, um, you know, these kind of like, I don't know, maybe like the LGBT, like LGBT, like Tiffany, ah, like LGBT stuff, right? So like when it's being pushed like in schools on our kids, it's like you would say that's largely political, but I, I definitely think that should be talked about. Um, so like things like that, not like elections and like, you know, who's running for office politics, but like that type of stuff that's, you know, also under the umbrella of politics. So, you know, the Bible says that murder is a sin, murder, right? And murdering your your unborn child is definitely a sin. Now, people want to make that pol politics. I just say that's scripture, right? Yeah. Um, so I just go to scripture and explain that within 24 hours. I also go to biology to show that um, you shouldn't kill your baby in, in the womb, you know, like still a baby and oh, that to me of. has nothing to do with like i don't want to talk about people that are in politics because people yeah i get it yeah but i but but the issue that the, the biblical issues that i am allowed to speak on because abortion is still illegal in brazil yay um, so I can't actually say that, but there are things that in my country, because I don't have freedom of speech, I don't have the first amendment, I can't speak on publicly, even though it is a biblical issue, I can't open my mouth because I'll be thrown in jail. So well, the devil is celebrating say... for people of Ohio because it is now a right, a guaranteed right for Ohioans for abortion and all kinds of crazy stuff it is now legal since yesterday. Right. But what I'm saying is, since I don't have freedom of speech, I can freely talk about abortion, which is why in your room, Nate, one day I spent 12 hours oh. trying to moderate the abortion room. I don't How'd know if go? you know this or not. I do not. I got it. Oh, my goodness. I spent 12 hours modding that room. And imagine all walks of faith, all denominations, all atheists, not it. Like there were hundreds of people. It was the week the whole thing got, you know, leaked. 
blah, blah, blah. And I was modding it alone. And it was so exhausting because I was trying to give everybody a chance to give their opinion. And literally I got a migraine and I had to take two medications so that I could just, you know, fall asleep. Cause that's how much of a migraine I had from that modding. If anybody thinks that modding is easy, think again, you guys Preach. should give props to the mods because modding a room that you own or open up is absolutely exhausting. And that day I didn't open the room, but I was the only mod left because everyone ran and I sat there trying to keep it going and trying to bring, you know, verses, trying to bring biology into it. Oh my goodness. That was one of the most horrendous days of modding of my life. <laughs> Steph, tell us about your horrendous day. What's the worst day of modding you've done? When she does she it and so doesn't many. realize no one's talking to her. Wait, I'm sorry. Were you talking to me? What did you say? Worst day what? of modding. No one called. No one's talking to you. What? What? Oh, okay. Yes, Steph. I got quiet. I, 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 yes, we're totally talking to you. What was your question? <laughs> what is your worst day you've had of being a moderator? Oh, um, okay. There have been some tough ones in here, but it was back before I found Ask a Christian when I used to do host and run a lot of rooms on Political Clubhouse. And we did one on, um, um, shoot. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm so sick. It's so foggy. What is it called? You're still the sick. Yes. Yeah. Everyone in my house is still sick. Um, I was going to say, I can hear it in her, I can hear it in her voice. Got some congestion yeah. going on. This is like horrible. You're gonna spell on you from talking trash too much about them. I know. You know that is very likely. Um, we did one on affirmative action that went like two <laughs> days, and it was so long. And the mods were in and out and stuff. But there's a there's a guy in this app who goes by Sean Coleman. He was there, and then Monica, who we see in this room a lot, she was. So it was like the, you know, yeah, the conservative crowd. But it got just like nasty. It, that was the worst, the worst event of modding I've ever had in Clubhouse. <laughs> Wait, how long did you go? Like how many hours? Yeah, like, I mean, those rooms, this is back in the old days of Clubhouse, right? So that room was open for days and days and days. So I probably had a cumulative, you know, I don't know, 24 wow. hours of modding it. But I wasn't alone. I mean, there were times where people were coming and going. So we used to have this group, and so there was like, um, I think eight of us that would kind of take turns modding, and so there was usually two. Like we had this rule in the group that like you don't let someone else mod alone, or you close the room down. So there were usually two people there, but yeah, it was just like a horrific conversation. <laughs> Wait, the conversation that was horrible was about affirmative action. How how is that negative? I'm sorry, not affirmative action. So it was affirmative action. What? Well, uh, Guys, reparations. Thank you. Reparations. Oh. No, it wasn't. Wow, you must oh, be sick. Now, you ex now it all gets, yeah. Now it's understandable. <laughs> but I mean, it was just hard because the topics were, you know, it's one thing to discuss politics, but there were people talking about, you know, very real, raw stories that they had or that their grandparents had or stories about their children, right? And it, it's sort of, I don't know. It was... It was emotionally difficult. And we had some people on both sides who were just belligerent 
And then we had some very emotional, heartfelt kind of pleas. I don't know. It, it sort of changed my perspective, but it was very, very, very difficult to moderate. All I know is if anyone gets reparations, yeah. I'm going to be standing in line with my handout and my DNA test showing that I need 0.2% of reparations. That's all I know. You are going to get beat up if you keep what? saying that, man. You just like, oh, man, you are asking for it. I don't care. DNA does not lie. I would not be you the amazing need, person. I would not be, be the amazing person you know and love today if it was not for the 0.02% of my DNA. I oh, wouldn't be me as you, you know me. You need to be, be spiritually spla- slapped, Nate. Tell me why. Is it wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Todd. Is Todd on the stage? Todd. Who's Todd? Oh, that Todd. What do you mean, who's Todd? Invite I, I thought you made a different Todd. I don't know. Todd said now minors can have sex with Everyone adults consenting and there's nothing. Todd, what else passed in this bill? Did you research it more? I did research it, but I did hear from people that I talked, uh, that I worked with last night. Dude, I didn't even know it was supposed to be voting time yesterday. That's funny. Anyway, um, it passed. And so I was talking to somebody at work about it, and they were saying that additionally to the abortion and the transgender procedures for minors without con- without knowledge or consent by parents. There's also something in there about statutory rape. Uh, they have eliminated the statutory rape law so that minors can now have consenting uh, sex with adults and nobody can do anything about it. It's not a, it's not a legal anymore. What What's are the age? What are the What's the age? I don't know. Todd? I don't know, so we'd have to look into that. But that's something that also I was heard about. I'm gonna guess it goes down to like 16. I could be wrong. I mean, this is hearsay, so what I heard, but it's been a big deal in Ohio for a while. So, yeah, we have access to the internet that we can verify this. I'm curious. Ohio just get worse than New York. I think so. In New York, there's a regulation that if there's an age gap that's close enough, the statutory rape law doesn't apply. So if it's 19 and 17, you can't come after the 19 year old for rape, right? Because the age gap is too close. So maybe it's a clause like that. Well, I know in California, they were trying to pass, maybe it's passed now, but they were trying to do a bill where it said something like if it was like um, 10 years difference. So in theory, like a nine or eight year old could hook up with an 18 or 19 year old. And that would be fine. Who thinks that's fine? Anyone think that's Ew, fine? Ew, in New York, it's like three or four. Yeah, it's like maybe that's fine. three or four years. That's crazy. That's insane. Or, or also, like, a, you know, a 14-year-old could hook up with like a 24-year-old. Yeah, so. Also, would it would it make me look like a conspiracy theorist if. Probably. Uh, if probably. I don't care. Um, I'm good with that. Um, but would it make, I was just thinking. I always think it's ironic that anytime you see like mainstream media's like vehement and near exhaustive focus on something going on overseas, there always seems to be, I won't say always, I won't use an absolute, but vast majority of the time, there seems to be like some nefarious political something that's being pushed through while everybody's focused on this or while everybody's focused on. Yes. That's not a That's a thing. That's just a thing. That's a straight up thing. So I'm like, you know, everybody's looking at this, but then this is being pushed through, you know, even when like Ukraine first popped off, uh, which is unfortunate. It sucks. People are losing their lives. But when Ukraine popped off, there were I forget exactly. But I remember there being some other like weird, obscure political type stuff 
that's pushing through that was like not even close to being on the headlines. And I'm like, is nobody paying attention? Yes, correct. No one is paying attention. It's nuts. See, yeah, if there was like God hating anti-theists in here, we could just tell them the gospel. Uh, but since there aren't any of those because they can't find us, we're just talking about this. Wait, did anyone go to the Clubhouse Town Hall yesterday? What Clubhouse Town Hall yesterday? All right. So there was a Clubhouse Town Hall last night at what, like nine o'clock or something? And they were like, <laughs> so it was the whoever it was, Paul and what's her face and what's his face, were out there talking about like, um, we are listening to your feedback and we're, you know, we're hearing the concerns and, and we're, you know, we released this new thing and, and they're like going on and on about like how great it is. And so I'm listening to him and he's like, this is, you know, we did away because the long form format of clubhouse, he kept using instead of live rooms, he kept saying long form. And so he was using short form and long form. And he's like, the long form rooms of clubhouse were just not really appealing. It had become really stagnant. And so we eliminated that and did the short form. And we're trying to make it so that it's possible for long form to be there. But really, we want you all to just make more friends with short form. And he was telling us, like, it was like a kindergarten teacher explaining to me why I should share my toys. It was that. He was just like, yeah. And, was and the chat turned on? Is, or were people going crazy? So, yes. So it was just the three of them on stage. And I didn't like I, I didn't scroll through the audience to see. I don't know if the reactions were on in the audience, but he was just like, this is so great. You know, all of you should be really excited about making new friends. And then I flipped over to the chat oh, and my. everybody was just like, F you, you ruined my life. Like, I had a whole business on Clubhouse and you wrecked it. I can't find anybody anymore. Everybody left. Like the chat was just absolutely on fire this poor guy is just talking like nothing he is deserves happening. it <laughs> yeah well basically like the first day it happened right i was like getting hundreds of like requests for friends and i'm like what is this and then somebody's like well if you don't if you don't follow people back then you won't see but and I was like okay whatever so I just like followed everybody back and then like and then I got another I don't know how many hundreds more the next day and then it stopped and now it just trinkles in like normal you know what I mean like the regular so I made the friendly I made yeah. I made the mistake of hitting the wrong button when they had, when I had to do the update and I had to do the whole setup thing I hit the wrong button and instead of just like uh, accepting like all the requests of like all the people that I was already following or, or adding all the people that were already following me. I like hit the one where it's like, Oh, I'm going to go through and choose. So yep. I've been, yeah, I, I hit that on accident. I had like maybe 3.5 thousand, a uh, thousand, you know, 3,500 people or so that I was like following or that were following me. And I'm literally having to go through and like follow back, follow back, follow back, follow back. And um, I mean, on the one hand, I'm like, well, there's some people I don't want to follow back. Um, but it's like still painful. And I'm like, crap. Yeah, I had 2000. And it was, it only let you do like 200 a day. And then you had it would stop you and be like, there's fraudulent action. Yep. You can't do yep. it. So then you had mm -hmm. to wait 24 oh. hours to do the rest. 
And then these people were like, why aren't you, why aren't we friends? And I'm like, cause I can't, like, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I still so don't bad. understand the friend thing. Like you and have also to... the new the new users, right? Think about the new user. A person comes on here, doesn't know anybody. What are they gonna see in their hallway? Like <laughs> I see a bunch of stuff because I'm just like, whatever, random, I'll yeah, okay. At first, you know, I was careful about who I was following. Now it's like what you know, now I just like you know what I mean? Like a new person is not going to figure this out. There's no tutorial. Like you have to make friends. People need to follow you back. You need, you need to join houses so that you'll even see a room and houses that are active. Cause there's a bunch of houses that are inactive and how do they know which houses are active and which houses are inactive? A new user oh, is going to have a nightmare here. Yeah, and I've been on Clubhouse for three years, and I'm confused, okay? Like, I don't get it. Like, I'm a member of all these houses that I didn't join. So I look over, and there are some that I did join, but then there's, like, I, if you look at my profile, it's like 102 houses. I think I accepted, like, five, <laughs> you know? Like, I have no idea who those are. And then I used to, if there was no Christian room open, I used to just scroll through the hallway and find a good conspiracy theory room or a flat earth room, but I didn't want to join that house because I'm not a full-on lunatic, but I liked seeing them when they were there. So now that I'm not in those houses, they're totally gone. I can't find any of my flat earth people anymore. And a bunch of people are following me in those rooms. Uh, I had done need so to go much in. work. You know? Yeah. Flat and now they're gone. Become, and I can't even become find a, them. Become a flat earth member. Stuff. I can't remember the name. So one of them was like Hocus's 45th rabbit hole something. I can't <laughs> find that one. I can't find any of my conspiracy theory people. So then on my end of Clubhouse, it's like, are they all gone? I mean, what Did are they we? just leave? Are they somewhere? Do we not count? What? Do we not count? I mean, are we only like 25% there? No, listen. These rooms that I was in used to... Oh, okay, so there was... You know what? We don't have, we don't have to do it. No. They probably we picked them up and they're around. in a dungeon somewhere. Like That's why you can't find them. Like they, They've been taken. I have an idea. Go back to the thread where that really smart guy who starts talking and I recorded it was so funny. It was so hilarious and sent to you. Go back to the one of those threads and find one of the really like strong flat earthers and then go to his profile and see what what his houses are. Maybe you'll find it. So the people who are arguing with Jason are not who I'm talking about. Those are rational people. Who actually understand and do science, right? I'm not talking about those guys. I am talking about people who literally believe that there are reptilians watching them from across the street, disguised as Mr. and Mrs. Smith with their teenage kid. And they come into <laughs> rooms and report on what Mr. and Mrs. Smith reptilian are doing. And then they talk about different metals that they put on their computers and their heads and stuff to block the psyops. Like, this is the room I'm missing. I have this enormous withdrawal, this like gap in my life. So no, the people engaging on Jason's flat earth rooms are, are sane, you know? Aaron, uh, <laughs> did you know, do you remember Eve from uh, Google Plus? Like evil Eve, atheist, militant, anti-theist, hated God, Eve. Oh, yeah, I remember, yeah. Apparently she's a Christian now, but she's one of Steph's Christians. Like, I, I, I saw like, uh, you know, on Facebook, uh, it's like, you may know this person. It was G-Man. Remember him? Uh, anyway, 
Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, G-Man. I'm like, you know, I always liked him, but, you know, he was out there. Um, so I'm like, oh, what's he been up to? I looked and like he, he hadn't been active on his Facebook in years. But I'm like, oh, okay. And then I like looked at his friends to see who else was there from Clubhouse. And Eve was one of them. And it like said like, uh, you know, like now she's like, like saved, born again Christian. I'm like, what? So, so I reached out to her. I'm like, um, so you found Jesus? And, uh, you know, we exchanged a couple messages. But anyway, she's like, ultimately, it was the flat earth argument that brought me to Jesus. I'm like, what do I do here? It's like one of those things where you have like two buttons, like on the memes, like, which button do I push? <laughs> and, and it's like, okay, well, I mean, if that's what brought you to Jesus, I don't want to, I don't want to like, you know, be like flat earth ridiculous. But mm. on the other hand, it's ridiculous. Um, so Wait, anyways, God works in mysterious ways, Nate, and you just have to accept that. Okay. God yeah, works well, in mysterious ways. I accepted it as much as being like, all right, well, nice to know you're, uh, nice to know you're, you know, on team Jesus now. Talk to you later. <laughs> so anyway, I guess, you know, that's interesting. That's funny though. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But I'm so glad that, that Google plus exploded. I really yeah. am. They're, are you? Yeah. Wait, why, Super why are you? glad. I had a lot of well, followers there, but I didn't care because like the reason why I did not allow my kids or my family to like, I was like, I'm on here, but none of you, like I literally prohibited everybody from my family to go into Google plus and any hangout or anything like they were not allowed because I, I had, I saw the dark side, Nate. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I was. I don't. I, don't know I mean, you... like atheist being atheist, or like something more nefarious. No, way worse than that. See, people thought. What I circles had this are you in? Bad ones. So this is what was up, right? I'm sitting there just thinking I'm hanging out while working on a website, right? And then like some weird stuff start like a you know a lot of people started following me because people st stuck me in circles and so all these weird people started following me and i would see all these rooms and i'd be like oh let me go here and then like i saw some really nasty stuff i was like there is no way i'm allowing any of my family on here so like i told my entire family you're prohibited and they're like oh you're neurotic paranoid i'm like yeah right i'm the one who told chichu about the stuff that was going on. Like I called him in and I said, Chichu, you remember Chichu? No. Chichu is the one who created hangouts, bro. Like you he didn't know that. Friends. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I was just, uh, but... you know, just trying to do my own thing over there. <laughs> just starting up rooms, talking about Jesus. Yeah. Chichu created hangouts. Well, the thing is I didn't care if people, you know, um, disliked me. So I spoke my mind in front of Google plusers, but, um, they, they did like me because I was sincere, but you know, Chichu was the one who created hangouts and I told him the nefarious stuff happening and he started working on eliminating that. But as much as he would try, there was some nefarious things going on. And I'm really glad that that just, just exploded because along with it exploding, even though I lost, you know, a lot of followers, blah, blah, blah. I don't care because there were some 
Well, I mean, think I'm sure of the there's worst, that stuff on the my... The worst type of criminal that there is. Like, what is the worst type of criminal in your mind? Well, I mean, I'm sure worse there's that stuff on... Worse than a murderer. Yeah, I I'm, I'm get it. I I'm sure there's that on Telegram, too, though, right? So, I mean... No, 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 no. You don't understand. Telegram, you need to have the person, like, on, on, on Google+, Plus. people didn't need to have anything but a Gmail to get onto a Hangout. So, children... We're getting on to hangouts. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. From different countries. I'm with you. And it was too easy. It was too easy. And I, that's why I'm so glad when it just all exploded. Whoa, well, did you like nice witness any? I mean, it would have been nice occurring? if they just would have added, like, uh, you know, allegedly, kind of... I told Chichu everything I saw. Well, I mean, they could have, you know, rather than destroying all of our all of our hangout activities, they could have like enabled two factor there was or something too, like that. Nate, there was too much nefarious, and they could, and they would open them allegedly. That would open them them to, up to lawsuits allegedly. Oh, as dang a conspiracy it. Hang, hang on, uh, Kevin, are you here, Kevin? Kevin's been waiting forever, but we won't shut up to let him talk. Ah, uh, Kevin, I think he had something important to say. Uh, well, sorry, Kevin. Uh, continue. I hate it when we lose people because we take too long. You he might be back. Question. He comes in and out while he works. Huh? Yeah, he's working. Uh, Sean, do you have your hand raised? Morning, trying to speak, or is it stuck there? All right, so uh, do I have better service now, guys? Uh, we kind of heard that. Keep trying. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Better service. All right. I had a question about earlier. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are in the States or not, but there's been a couple like local elections that kind of have me like on edge. It's like, I don't understand how people can, can vote the way they vote or, you know, seeing how the country's been for the past three plus years, still continue to go down that, 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 you know, rabbit hole is kind of crazy to me. Um, one being Ohio just uh, basically said yes to abortion and the murdering of babies. Uh, there was another one in Kentucky where they it was like a red state, and they're, they're, uh, they elected a, uh, a lib. Um, stuff like that. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but how do you guys feel about that? And do you think there's any hope for this country yeah. that you're going to put on a toilet? Welcome uh, to the <laughs> club, Ohio. Sodom and Gomorrah. It's uh, it's great in the in the water is warm. Get in here with New York and California. You know that's that's about where I am with it. Yeah, yeah I'll just start with the last question. Uh, no, I don't think there's any hope for this country. Like I, I think, um, uh, yeah, I think it is doomed. <laughs> um, I, I I just have a feeling that things are going to get way worse before they get better, and um, you know probably we're all going to die or Jesus is going to, you know, rapture us away. Um, there, there's a better chance of one of those things happening before this country uh, gets righted. Sorry for the gloom and doom. No, I mean, if you look at the history of other empires and nations, America's golden age is over. So if we look at the arc of Rome and the times of expansion and prosperity and then the decline and destruction, like America is safely in the decline. The golden age of America is gone. It is. Oh, and, and things like this, like my kid last night was having trouble with like history problems. Um, she's like, I hate history. Yeah. I'm like, I like history. I hate math. Math's evil. 
She's good at math. Anyway, so um, she's like, why do we even need to know history? I'm like, history's so dumb. It's old. We don't need to know it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. You're exactly the type of person that needs to know it. Um, I'm like, well, she's like, what's an example of something that actually matters? And, you know, I throw up the line. I'm like, those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. She's like, why? Why does that matter? So I was telling her about Rome. I'm like, look, like Rome was all like fat and happy and everything was good. Then they became weak and lazy and gluttonous and like all this other stuff. Like, you know, I use kid words, but I'm like, all this other stuff crept in. Like, you know, everything started decaying and it got worse and worse until one day, uh, you know, there was like the fall of Rome and, you know, everything. Uh, well, not one day, but I'm like, and it, it completely collapsed and everything, you know, they had a, like a, a huge empire, like controlled tons of the world. Um, and then it all went away because of all these different issues. And I'm like, now the country now, like the stuff you hear us talking about all the time, you know, mommy and daddy talking about, like, we're basically Rome. So people who don't learn the lessons from, you know, history um, are going to be in that same predicament. They're going to repeat it. Um, so I'm like, that's why history is important. She's like, and I, you know, I, I like poured out my heart and soul. I'm like, yes, this is it. This is going to work. She's going to be like a history buff now. She's like, oh, okay, well, that's boring. I'm like, oh, we're doomed. We're all doomed. Doomed. Hey, Malik, what's up? From the Am I the only weird one who just discusses history at the dinner table? Like, <laughs> you know, maybe it's because that's kind of like part of what my husband and I studied. But uh, yeah, we just like talk about it with our kids all the time. <laughs> so we all got to move to Canada. <laughs> Until they assisted suicide you. At least they won't be on a decline. Wait, what? Won't be in a decline. Assisted suicide? Oh, another rise. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, there's no decline. It's just sudden demise. Depends what decline we're talking about or hoping for. The decline of death? Yeah, I'd, I'd, you know, hope for that one. Malik, how's your day? All good where you are? Yes, it is a great Wednesday. Um, Yeah, so far so good. Well, happy to hear it. Any crazy bills passed in California yesterday, or has all that already been done? I stopped listening to California politics a while back. Yeah, I get all my news from I get all my news from the, from uh, from the Daily Show. <laughs> as soon as they got rid of Trevor Noah, I'm done. Got rid of who? Trevor Noah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that was straight unbiased news. <laughs> no, I subscribe to the Daily Wire. Oh, if you guys want to watch some horrible things that happen in my city, scroll up. I no! No, we don't! <laughs> I put a link. I'm having a perfectly nice day, Aaron. <laughs> no, but let me explain for who wants to see. Um, okay, this link is the Instagram of this guy, right? Where on his stories you can see what's going on in the last 24 hours of my city. So if you go to, if you want to see bad news and you're in the mood to see what's going on in my city, just go ahead. Uh, fast forward the um, advertisement 
because he does have some stories that are advertisement. That's how he makes his moolah. But just jump that part, but you can see the rest of it. I know it's in Portuguese, but you're still going to be able to understand a lot of things, especially the pictures with the dead bodies and with, you know, just blurred out the face. Yeah. Well, I thought it would be like interesting. You know, like if somebody's like, Aaron's exaggerating. No, well, Steph, sometimes people tell me that I exaggerate. So I'm like, here you go. Here you go. I'm trying to bring some, you know, reality. For the record, I believe you know what you say. You know, I'm never coming to visit where you live. <laughs> you you know. will not catch me over there. Um, it's so funny because I have a friend of mine when she was like having a bad day, her mom would be like, there are children that are hungry right now. And she's like, this is not making me feel any better. <laughs> and I was, and I was like, well, she does have a point. And she's like, all it makes me feel is guilty for, you know, feeling bad while there are children dying of hunger. Like this, my, my mom's pep talk does not help me. And I thought that was, it was funny. You know. <laughs> All right. I got a meeting. I'll be back at 1030. Boo. That's an hour. I'm not going to be here in an hour. There's not enough conversation to keep us talking an hour, is there? You guys tell me. Hmm, if you start talking about abortion. I mean You might you'll who, get conversation and a headache. Who loves abortion? See, I, I don't think anyone here is gonna gonna be pro abortion, so it's probably the wrong crowd. That's the thing, like we need like, you know, uh, people of different opinions to talk to. And we can't get them. Like, I, I, I want to jump ship so bad. I just need a ship to jump to. Like, not Twitter spaces, not Facebook. Like, those all suck. <laughs> like, even on Discord. Like, you know, the atheists won't come over there because a Christian owns the server. And there's too much you Jesus can go stuff. Into, you can go into, like, <laughs> uh, a womb of atheists. And oh, it's trash there. Oh, it's it's utter filth. Like, there's this one where all, all the atheists from here hang out. It's like, I think it's ran by Haiti. Um, owned by, ran by, I'm not sure. Um, but, oh, it's awful. <laughs> like, like it, it's the most, like, you think Clubhouse was bad? Or uh, Google Plus was bad? I mean, well, maybe not to the illegal level. But, goodness. Just, like, streams flooded with, like, not safe for work material just because. Um, and then all the, like, the debate channels since there's no one to debate them because it's just so filth. Um, they just have conversations among themselves. Like we are now, except we're trying to talk about like Jesus stuff every now and then. Um, you know, they're not talking about how good moral they are without God. They're talking about like all kinds of like degeneracy. I'm just like, wow, guys, like no religious discussion today. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Yeah, I can't, I can't be sometimes over there. Sometimes I go into, sometimes I go into rooms where nobody's Christian. And I just go in and listen to people talk, you know, it's, I just, you know, it's just, uh, you know, chatter and it's nothing too, you know, heavy. I also don't, well, I also don't, don't want to just hang out. Like, you know, I, like I, I want to, 
you know, I mean, I'm here for a specific reason. Right. So like, I, I don't like just like shooting the breeze. Like it, it kills my face. Um, you know, like I, I want to talk to Jesus about people that don't know, don't like, or hate Jesus and, you know, do my Christian little duty. Like it's interesting, engaging, but if it's just like, all right, so, Hey, I got the Chevy I'm working on. Oh yeah. You got that carburetor. Oh, what kind of engines? Oh, the, the, the Hemi five, seven shoot me. I don't care about like idle, just chit chat, small talk. I hate it. I mean, That's you guys how agree. I feel about the weather, unless <laughs> the weather is like, you know, like a flood or a hurricane or like something horrific. Like, how's the weather? Like that to me is like the most. It's it's like watching paint dry. How's the weather? Unless, like I said, something exciting is happening, like a tornado, and devastating, like an earthquake, with a hurricane, like, or it's you know what people ask me, what temperature is it in your city? And I'm like, let me go Google that. Temperature, Salvador, you know. <laughs> In Fahrenheit, you know, this is the temperature. Here you go. You know what I mean? Like, it's just hot. That's all I know. It's hot, you know. Mark, I almost asked if but you wanted yeah. to go to Taco Tuesday yesterday, but I didn't want to drive that far. So I, I didn't do that. <laughs> Why oh, is Matthew yeah. sixteen twenty-one? I, I think, missing from some Bible versions I noticed yesterday? Yeah, okay. Why is Matthew sixteen twenty one? He thinks uh, missing from some Bible versions. I noticed yesterday. Well, let's first of all find out if that is indeed the correct verse you're talking about. <clears throat> Let me consult the oracle. Anyone else know? Aaron, you know Matthew sixteen twenty one. Oh, does he mean Mark sixteen twenty one? It yeah, says 21. in Matthew sixteen twenty one. Oh, seventeen twenty one. Matthew seventeen twenty one. Oh, Matthew seventeen twenty one. Okay, let me go find that now. Let me go there. Seventeen twenty one. I have it in the. Oh, let me see if the King James has it, because the New King James has it. Mm. Um. Okay, so the New King James says, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Now let me go to King James. KJV, where are you? Yeah, that is weird because it, it just goes from 20 to 22. So why wouldn't, if some versions have it, why would it skip 21? Why wouldn't verse 22 just be verse 21 okay kjv yeah, says, let me see if kjv has it it says well kjv also has it if a version doesn't have it i'm guessing the person doesn't want to go through fasting because it's way too much work but i'm like, like i have it, I like in the esv though like you joke. know i mean it has <clears throat> yeah like in the esv it has a footnote though and it says you know uh, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you and then it has the footnote saying some manuscripts insert verse 21 because why wouldn't you? But this kind never comes out except by prayer and fasting. So it tells you what the verse is. It just doesn't insert it, but then it goes on to verse 22. So if they're not going to insert it, uh, why wouldn't verse 22 just become verse 21? 
Like, why wouldn't it go from 2020? That's too much work, Nate. Okay, that's the right answer then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have no idea. Um, maybe, maybe Malak knows. Oh, Rob says modern versions relegate scriptures to footnotes that are not found in the text family used for translation. What do you mean text family? I don't know, Rob. What do you mean by text family? Probably like the, the grouping or the manuscript or something, or I, I don't know. Um, but that verse is not found. Oh, yeah. Oh, like which codex or whatever we're talking about? Textual criticism. Definitely don't stop fasting unless you have hypoglycemia and you can have a hypoglycemic problem. You think the Lord the Lord's concerned with your trivial hypoglycemia? (laughs) You can go into a hypoglycemic coma and die, just so you know. For the glory of the Lord? Or you can go into a coma and not die and just stay there in a vegetative state. For the glory of the Lord. <laughs> I'm sensing a okay. I guess I have to be more spiritual. Yeah, something like diabetes holds you back? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Diabetes, hypoglycemia. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't feel what can destroy the flesh. <laughs> well, that's why it's called diabetes. Diab, diablos. Diab, in Portuguese, diabetes is very close to diabo, right? Yeah. The diabo yeah. is the devil. So it's easy to make that correlation. Okay, that's how you, you got to submit it to the submitted diabetes I cast you out of Jesus and then you fast and if you have a coma just trust God there you go that's the way the church of uh, the church of Christian science does it and they're science oh, they don't they don't believe in any medication right they don't believe in doctors yeah. at all yeah. and if yeah. you get sick that's a sign of being sinful so no one cough. Because if you cough, you're giving yourself out. Can you imagine, like, you're sick and you're asking for prayer, and then a brother or sister is like, are you in sin? <laughs> it's like, no, I'm just in fever. and I'm sick. Can you pray for me? Well, what have what place have you given to the devil? <laughs> what have you done? Ah. Uh, and then I'm like, oh, that actually happens. People are like, why are you sick? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, um, because I'm human. Todd, you're so quiet today. I haven't talked to you in months. Like a, at least a month and a half. I know it's not fun trying to make people talk, right? <laughs> yeah, I haven't talked to him in months. Like a month and a half. How, how about this? 
tell me something. Why why is half the world saying support free Palestine? I don't get it. Because they're possessed by demons. Uh, are we gonna go into politics? Uh, no, no, yes, we not, have to. I mean, j- j- just on a on a uh, sound mind. I mean, I don't want to go into like the borders here or there. Just like, are we watching the same thing? I mean, are we all watching the same thing? I think it's Wait, a Michael, supernatural. Michael, just got here. I think it's a supernatural blind or spiritual blindness and supernatural hate for Israel or for Jews. Brought to you by their father, the devil. So, do you think it's normal for a Christian to say free Palestine? Well, I mean, Palestine was free. So, I mean, you know, free them from their terrorist government. Is that what we're freeing them from? Then sure, I I agree. Is it free them from uh, the Jews who have not occupied them and have turned it over to their government? Well, sure. But it's already done because they're already free because Israel's not occupying. So, there's nothing left to do there. So, then... I guess I was, sure, but it's already been I, done. I was watching this uh, uh, this this preacher. Yeah, preacher was saying something very interesting. He was saying, um, if the whole world is so concerned about these Palestinians, and they're so you know up an up, uproar that this is an atrocity. Why hasn't Egypt opened up its borders and said, "Hey, give us a week, and you know, we'll rescue all these Palestinians"? Oh, no one wants them. Egypt, Jordan, Syria, Lebanon—no one wants them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, like the world, the world is in uproar. Like, especially you know, the, the Muslim world. Why aren't they saying, "Hey, you know, you know, let's get let's get these you know these Muslim brothers out and." Uh, uh, I mean, it's the 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 Gaza Strip. You know, it's we've got cities bigger than the Gaza Strip. I'm not talking about like New York. I think that um, the 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 Jew haters are using uh, the Gaza Strip and the uh, um, as tools. It's a tool for a greater means of annihilating the Jews. I believe you are correct. Uh, Tasha, what's up, Tasha? How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? So I wanted good. to chime in on um, you guys talking about the um, missing verses of the ESV versus King James, New King James. Um, and I typed a little bit of it out in the text, but it's because they use different texts to translate from. So the Texas Receptus is what King James, New King James is translated from. ESV, NIV, those translations use the Masoretic text. And um, there's actually, that I know of 16 different omitted verses that are in the King James or New King James and um, not in the ESV. And I can give you guys a list of those if you want them, but there's a lot of them. And if you, I mean, do a quick Google search, I, I know not you can't read everything on the internet, but they have some speculations as to why um, they are left out. Um, so, but if you wanted a list of those, I could give them to you. 
Sure, if you want to throw them in chat or if you're on Discord, on the Discord server, that would be helpful. So if all yeah, these things are chat. missing from the Bible, how can you still believe in a God, Tasha? Um, I just wanted to uh, say something else that oh, Annie put in. Wait, there. I wanted to answer the question. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll I'll say it after. Because I believe in a sovereign God, and I also see that that there is text that is preserved, and I think that's why it's so important to study multiple translations and to read um, the scripture for what it says. And in most of ESV, NIV, those types of texts, there is a footnote in there that says that has them, or they're italicized in those texts. And so it's really important to understand your history. I think it's important to um, look into the translations that you're reading. Please, for the love of God, do not read translations that are um, translated by one person. Um, and, and do your research as to what you're reading and, and following. Thank you, Tasha. I agree. Or, I, I appreciate that. And yeah, that's <coughs> Passion right. Bible, Passion of, Bible, <coughs> Passion Bible. <coughs> a lot of... Um, Wow, that came in very loud, like a roaring lion. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Like, even if even if uh, translations do something different, they tell on themselves almost as if they have faith in what they're doing. So when people are like, "Well, this Bible doesn't have it. This Bible doesn't have it," a footnote will have it, and it'll tell you exactly like what they did or what they left out and why they did it. And I uh, so, anyways, I think transparency is is a giant leg up. It's it's a good thing. Uh, anyway, uh, Aaron, what were you saying? Yeah, because, um, so Honey, I don't know how to say your name, Elberberry, okay, said that it's based off of, okay, let me go back to what he said. Textual criticism cancels this verse on the ground that it was inter interpolated from Mark 9.29. This leaves it as a part of the story of the healing that shows how faith must be stimulated by fasting and prayer but removes it from Matthew's narrative. So when we go and I put it in the chat so everybody can um, read it. When we go to Mark 9, 28, it said, and when he was coming to the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we, why could not we cast him out? Mark 9, 28. And then Mark 9, 29 is, and he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. So that's really good information, uh, Hanny Alberberry. I, I I hope I am saying your name right. If I don't know if it's Honey or Hanny, I think it's Honey. That's what I would say, Honey. But um, yeah, cool. So is it Honey? Right. I'm saying it right. Okay, Honey. Because, like, the, the, the phonetics in English would be Hanny, but I think it's Hani, his name. Like, it's what my intuition is saying. Anyways, back to the point. Um, yeah. He put missing verses. Da, da, da. I'm going to actually copy this. Copy. Put this in my WhatsApp. I message. You can message my yourself. You know that? On, on WhatsApp. So you can take notes on anything. These are all things I don't have. <laughs> oh my goodness. WhatsApp can actually, I just found out that you can send videos that are up to 
in May of 2022, they changed the size of the files from WhatsApp to like two gigabytes. That's huge. Like you can only send 25 megabytes through Messenger. Yeah, and even through Gmail, you can only send 25 megabytes. So WhatsApp is pretty robust, man. Want to put that out there. Mr. Michael, how's your day going? Are you taking another day off work? Just give me one sec. Hmm. Hey, sorry about that. Just finishing up on a different call. Um, hey, how's everybody doing? Uh, first off, I want to say, uh, Aaron, hello. Haven't seen you or heard from you in a long time. Hope everything is well where you are. Um, yeah, I saw your your note on the room. They made me chuckle. Hating clubhouse. Um, what, what, what's, uh, what's the issue with clubhouse? Or is it just the fact that they've totally find, found a way to pooch a perfectly good app? Yes, that. Okay. I thought as much. Uh, I, when I came in, it was the whole uh, Israeli-Palestine thing. Um, and I think I've shared before that I, I, I can't understand why uh, anyone would balk at a, at a two-state solution. Uh, seems to me the area is big enough for both. Um, I would say free Palestine, free Israel, terrorism in any form is, is uh, abhorrent. So get rid of Hamas, get rid of all terrorism, and uh, let's try to uh, live together as humans. That sounds good, but then what would you do if you were the arbiter of the world if these two states, um, one of these two states, um, okay, so let, let's try to be fair. One of these two states was just kind of snide and smarky and didn't really like the other state, but they didn't carry out physical violence against them. And the other state is like, sure, two-state solution. But this state continually launched rockets and missiles and kidnapped people and murdered people. Um, what would you do? Because you're like, D- guys, we agreed on a two-state solution. One of you doesn't like the other one, but you're not physically getting in altercations. And the other one of you is throwing rockets every day. How would you handle that? So it seems to me, and I'm not an expert on this, but it seems to me from what I've seen, read... Uh, and spoken to people about. Gaza is not the problem. Palestinians are not the problem. Hamas is the problem. And so I I don't think, and I don't think that that's an incredibly nuanced position. Um, You know, like in the same way that, uh, you know, in Germany, in the Second World War, Germans were not the problem. Germany was not the problem. Nazis were the problem. So I, I think that, you know, it, it doesn't seem to be that hard a solution. I think that, you know, like I, I said, um, terrorism of any kind is abhorrent and terrorists um, need to be excised, just gone. Except, except see, the, the issue, though, is like in theory, I agree. What you say is great if there is no Hamas, except every time, like, you know, Hamas does something like they're doing, and, you know, like, bombs Israel, shoots rockets, and Israelis die, well, then the military goes goes at them, and they, you know, do the same thing back, taking care not to kill civilians, when Hamas specifically targets civilians, 
But regardless, you know, it, it's a war. So when civilians die, no matter how much careful care is taken, that creates the next generation of Hamas. So if you had a Palestinian that's just like a Palestinian family, it's like, I don't want no any part in this conflict. I just want to be at peace. I don't like Hamas. Um, you know, I'm not trying to do violence. I don't want anything to do with this. And then, you know, Hamas goes and like kills a bunch of Israelis. And then Israeli responds by, you know, killing a bunch of Hamas. And one of these Palestinian family members who didn't want to do anything to do with this is killed. Great. Now you've just made more Hamas. And so the cycle goes. Yeah. And so that's where I, I have to kind of peace out and say, I, I have to leave this to other people uh, because I'm not an expert in these types of things. So you need, uh, you know, diplomats who are good at things like foreign relations um, and, you know, etc. I mean, like I could be, a, you know, I could sit down and try to, quote unquote, you know, counsel these people, but that's not going to work. Um, it, it's, you know, I, I think it's I think it's a more complex problem than one person uh, can solve. So, I mean, to say, you know, you know, what would you do in this situation? I don't know how to say other than what I already said, like here, like, what would I do? This is what I do. Uh, you know, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know how else I, to address it. I think I agree with you there, right? Because we have plenty of our own, you know, it's like um, as much as we can, you know, affect our decision and do one thing or the other. Sure. Let's do that. So what does that actually mean? It's basically in this part of the world where you and I are in our stations in life. It's basically support. Uh, you know, offering support or something for one side or the other, or, you know, there's not a whole lot of tangibles that we're going to be able to do. Maybe someone sends a donation to someone. Um, but, you know, there's no vote on this. We don't get a vote. Um, so so there's really only so much we can do. Meanwhile, you have death numbers for assisted suicide in Canada to deal with. And we've got all kinds of like godless, you know, like transgender issues, pr uh, procedures without parent notification, abortion, and uh, what was the other one? Oh, yeah, sex with minors to deal with in uh, increasingly more states on this side of the border. So, you know, we both got our plates pretty full with issues like right on our doorstep. Um, hello, everyone. Um, I just joined the stage because um, I see there's a fellow Ephraimite on the stage. And I'm just curious, so what, what part of Africa is he from? Who are you talking to? I don't want to presume. Uh, the, the, I see there's a guy named Bapticosto Ephraimite. And... If, if he's from Ephraim, then he's from Africa, right? Right. Hey, Felix, what's up? Care to hey. answer? So, yeah, sorry? no, not, not really. <laughs> oh, so you're not from Africa? Mm -hmm. I'm no. No. Why would you assume I'm from Africa? Because the tribe of Ephraim is, is, is from Africa. What? No, I thought, I thought the tribe of Ephraim was from Puerto Rico. No, 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 no. They're, they're not from Puerto Rico. Um, I'm from Nigeria, and they're actually the Yoruba tribe. It, that's the tribe of Ephraim. Okay, I was going on, on, you know, according to the chart of the Hebrew Israelites. That's why. So, sorry? I was, I was basing it on the uh, Hebrew Israelites charts of uh, the tribes, you know. Oh, maybe, uh, you're not, maybe you're not familiar with that. I don't know. <laughs> well... <laughs> It's kind of crazy to city, man. Uh, I, I, I'm not familiar with that, but uh, all I'm gonna say is, uh, <laughs> let, let, let's make sure we're representing. We we know we we know our true identity. So, so what's your true identity, Phil? I'm I'm, I'm an Israelite. From Israel? No, I I, I I'm a Jew. From Israel? 
that's my original homeland, yes. I'm assuming a lot of people on this stage disagree with Wait, me. Wait, hold on. You said Ephraim is in Africa. I don't know. That's, that's why I'm confused. I'm saying, I'm saying this. This is what I'm saying, okay? I'm an Israelite, okay? I'm an Israelite. I'm a Jew. Okay, but so nothing to do don't with Don't let people at Harvard hear you say that. Sorry? Nothing, with that, nothing to do with Africa, I said right? don't let people at Harvard hear you okay, say that. Okay, I, I, okay. I, I, I'm trying to say this, okay? I'm trying to say I'm an Israelite. I'm a Jew. And the, and the Jews that we see on TV are fake Jews. The Jews, you see, like, like, like the Hebrews were like. Wait, wait. This could be world peace right here, Michael. We could have found a solution. Okay, so Phil, if, if you're the true Jew, which you know, you say whatever you want. If you're the true Jew, what you're saying is we need to let the Palestinians know this, so all the people currently chanting "death to Jews, kill all Jews," when they're focused on what you say is fake Jews in Israel, they should really be chanting "death to you, Jew." Is, is that? That, that already happened in Chicago, Nate. Well, That's, you're on the way train there. Well the, well, the thing about us, the real Jews, is uh, we're um, the salt of the earth. Um, we're um, the or we have the oracles, and um, we 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 are um, protected by the Lord. And um, so, what is happening to them in Palestine can't happen to us. So, what happened in Chicago when the Hebrews were like got their butt kicked by the Palestinians? Didn't seem like protection there. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. You have no... Come on. Every yeah. here world like knows it. Like, like literally... They, I did world, hear something about that. Was that at the airport or something? There was a big no, fight at the airport. It, was that the airport? Was, oh, on the street. It was right on the street. A big... A, a, a contingents from the Hebrews came to Clubhouse asking for Christians to help them. Um, well, um... Wait, we true Jews be. came to ask their future slaves to help them? Yeah, they can't. They, we should band together against Palestine. Oh no, you're uh, on your own. <laughs> so, because uh, a bunch of Hebrews are like, get their butt kicked in in, in Chicago. And, uh, I, I would have to do further research on that. But 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 I will I, I will I will say this. Uh, like 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 I was saying, I am the true Israelite. I am the salt of the earth. I am the oracles. And, uh, and you are you are insane. Uh. No, I'm not. Yes. Every time you say you're the true Jew. Or very confused, one or the other. Yes. Very confused. I was going to say something about the Palestine thing, though. My, my, comments, my comments may sound may sound insensitive, but I have a reason for what I'm about to say. I'm about, I'm about to say that Palestinians don't exist, and neither does Palestine. The name Palestine, right, was what Rome called Judea, and it was as it meant as an insult to the Jews because they named the land of Judea after the Philistines, which were the sworn enemies of ancient Israel. So in reality, all they are are Arabs, you know, that want to take the land that rightfully belongs to Israel. So Palestinians don't exist, and neither does Palestine. That's just the name that the Romans gave the land. And like I said, it was meant as an insult to the Jews. There you go. Yeah, aren't aren't like the the Palestinians? Aren't they kind of like an amalgamation of like all the surrounding areas, like yes. Egypt, Jordan? Yeah, and yeah it's just of kind course. of like the yeah, mm -hmm. kind no, of it like was, Australia of the Middle East. Yeah, because it was because of the Muslim conquest that that people 
you know, Jerusalem is 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 a place, you know, where where you know the different faiths go. You know, it was like um, the, the holy sites of Islam and Christianity are there. So you're going to find a bunch of people going there. And when the Muslims took it, you know, they just stayed. And, and it was Arabs. It was uh, Kurdish people. It was all kinds of people. But it's, Palestinians are just Arabs that are that want the land, that, that, that were living there because of the Muslim conquests. So I have a question for Phil. Uh, uh, go, go ahead, Gentile. Okay. Um, so, Phil, since you are a Jew, right? That's what you stated. Yes, um, I, I'm a Jew. The, okay. In the book that was written, five first five books of Moses, right? That Moses wrote? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, right? You know what I'm talking about? Yes. It uh, says that that the Most High, right, Elohim, well, let's just call him the Most High, uh, said that he would promise a land to the people of Israel, which would be you, right? Yeah. Okay. So, and then Moses took the people out of Egypt, and then they wandered around the desert for a a whole bunch of years and then they were to cross the river Jordan to enter into their land the promised land right that would nowadays be where Israel is on the map so my question to you Phil since that was promised to the Jews by God to the Israelites and uh, not only that Joshua or Jehoshua I don't know how you would pronounce that went in with one more person and uh, conquered that land why aren't you going in together with your feather, fellow um, Jews to conquer that land and to fight for your land since in the Bible it's written that God gave you that land. So that's my question to you. Because uh, my brothers are, are too busy smoking weed and uh, and uh, drinking alcohol and uh, fornicating. But but don't worry. Uh, mm. Right now, but no wait, things are things are gonna things are gonna get better. Uh, um, right now, a lot of people are waking up and. Uh, we, we and uh, by God's grace, we will unite. Hmm. Why aren't you defend defending the land? Because you said that they're they're smoking marijuana and drinking alcohol and fornicating. So how can they be doing God's the Most High's will? Well, uh, if you see in the Bible, what happened was um, they started serving other gods, and uh, so God put God punished, gave us a curse, and He separated us. Like He has us all in foreign lands. Uh, um, 
And um, but why? But are you are you drinking alcohol and fornicating and smoking weed? No. Okay, so do you know other fellow Jews that aren't? Yeah. Okay, why why aren't you guys going there and defending your land that God gave you? Uh, I mean, there's actually a lot of people that a lot of Israelites that are in Israel, and um, yeah, um, it's 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 just that uh, uh, actually, this is a really good question. Uh, yeah, because right now there's so many Edomites there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, um, that I, well, maybe, maybe uh, well, this is a good question, and uh, and and one day I, I'll, I'll I'll probably go over there. Aaron, the answer to your question is he lacks the courage of his convictions. Hey, hey don't put words in my mouth. I mean, Phil, I would say there's no time like the present. Like you know, if you had all the all the people who identify as you know the true Israelites, um you know, you gathered them up and went over there. That's a whole lot of numbers. Like that would definitely make an impact one way or another. And that is something I would actually support seeing. Yeah. You, you know, put yourself in my shoes. It's, it's, it's not, it's, it's, I, I, it's not easy to just go over somewhere by yourself. You know, you, you, you want to go with more people. I, yeah, I'm yeah. saying like all the Hebrew Israelites, like all of them. What? There's like a, a million or a couple million at least, right? In, in the United States. Uh, I saw a bunch of them marching in the middle of the street. Like they look pretty strong. If you got you know? all of them and threw them in Gaza and said, "Take your land," I'd like to see that. The, the problem with that is that gang banging and terrorism. Yeah, they're not on the same level. Field. No. These terrorists are willing to die for their convictions, as as uh, as uh, Prophet Michael said it right now. Yeah, you know, one day I'll go over there. Um, There's no know. better day than the present. Sorry. There's nothing better than the present. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's nothing better than the present, but. Uh, and you said it yourself. Yahweh's got you know, the Most High's going to protect you. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You know, you're, I guess you're untouchable. You're like Malak, you said it wrong. It's Yahuwah Hawa. Uh, Yahuwah. You're like Robocop and and and, and I... Yeah, you know, uh, it'd be like this, the first scene you know, of Iron Man. I, I, I will say I will say this. <laughs> if you there's actually a lot of Hebrew there's actually a lot of Israelite civilization civilizations over there. So there are people that did what you guys are talking about right now. Yeah, no, okay, hold on. So are you saying that the Hebrew Israelites joined the these really militia? No, I'm saying that there, what you guys are talking about is why don't Israelites, why don't we go over there and get back our land? There are a lot of Israelites over there that, that actually... Are, you, are they fighting against Palestine? Are they fighting against Palestine? No. Or are they fighting against uh, terrorism? Um, what, what, what are you trying to like... Uh, what are you trying to get to? What are you trying to say? Well, well, I mean, I'm a defend your land. Defend your land is not passively sit on your butt while you watch other people fight for it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think uh, there actually are some over there in the Palestinian uh, that actually are trying to get into the military over there. 
I, I was watching a little um I was watching a video on YouTube mm-hmm. and uh yeah there's a lot of Israelites over there that are actually trying to fight uh actually trying to get into the military well I mean I like to think that you know if if God you know um you know in Christianity if Jesus said guys this is a charge I give to you hold this land this land is yours forevermore hold it um take it I'd like to think I'd be part of the people who would do that. But it just so happens, you know, Jesus tells us, you know, our kingdom is not this world. We're not citizens here. He's gone to prepare a place for us. So, you know, we just occupy and do the best we can and wait for him to return. And uh, Phil, while you watch the TV of um, these things, uh, teenagers in Israel actually get into military and are trained to fight for their land. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. That, that, that's awesome. Uh, one day, like I said, one day I'll go over there. Don't wait for that one day. Sorry, don't wait for the one day. Sorry, you said waiting for the one day. But don't, don't. I mean, don't you're not getting any younger. Like, do it while you can still make a difference. If you go over there too old, you'll just, you know, catch a rock to the head and that'll be that. Like, you need to go while you can still do something. But he's protected by Yahweh. Be the change you want to see. The rock will never hit him. Like you said, Nate, it's really like the first scene of Iron Man. Yeah, don't worry. I'm going to go over there one day. Um, Well, I am am worried. While you keep telling us you're an Israelite, I am concerned. Because I I see actual Israelites defending their land. Do you guys want to raise a goat for me and give me the money to go over there? I mean, if you just want a point ticket to Gaza, I mean, it's probably going to be like 50 bucks, but I mean, you know, I'm good for a couple dollars. Hold on, hold on. Go to the Israeli embassy and tell them you want to enlist. But wait, he also wants to fight the Israeli embassy because they're, the, they're not the real wait. Jews, right? So he's got to fight them too. He's got to fight everyone. Don't ship them directly to the battlefield. Okay, so yeah, then after you get rid of all the all of the terrorists, then turn around and you know get rid of the people you say are not the true Jews. Is that that the strategy? They're gonna rile up all the Israelites that live in the north uh, to join the. I mean, militia. if you wanted to be a martyr, I mean that's the way to get things done. Like if you go sacrifice yourself, um, okay. I, I mean that'll that'll get attention. So, so what do you guys? I guess have to say I'm scared to go over there because if that, no, it doesn't take to say anything yeah. at all. I, I, yeah, I would I'm, like to, I'm not scared. Like to, Thank you. How do we trace our lineage? Perhaps I'm an, a Hebrew Israel. No, you can't, Sister Anne. Can't be. No, you're not. You're not. You're not the right. You don't have the right melon. You the don't right? have enough. Yeah, there, uh-huh. there's a there's a specific amount of melanin. So how do you know yeah. the right lineage? Um, I probably have to have all the curses. That the Bible talks I about. I feel cursed every you day. You have to have your lineage. Have to has to be cursed. 